Savage. Yo, what's going on everyone? Welcome Savages to episode 14 of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Leach. That's right, I'm back once again. Um, I, we've got some exciting news. There's a lot going on at the moment, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I'm going to be upping the number of podcasts I'm doing every single week from one to two. Uh, the way it's going to break down is I'm once a week, I will do a podcast like this, me just talking directly to you about what's been going on in the world, in my life, in politics, in social climate, in various pop culture experiences, etc., etc., etc. And then there will be a second podcast that will come out, which will be me interviewing one of my comedian friends or actor friends or someone who does neither of those kind of <laughs> professions. Do you know what I mean? It could be anyone from anywhere in the world. Something interesting, someone intriguing that I want to delve into their minds with you as my listeners uh, every single week. So that's what's going to happen. And it's going to kick off, I believe, from the end of this week. So this podcast will go out, then there'll be a podcast towards the end of the week which will be an interview one then there'll be another solo podcast next weekend and so on and so forth every week you'll get two podcasts a week because fucking love you that's why i love you like an old grandma loves her firstborn grandchild um and so much to go on now, first of all let me just do some shout outs we have a patreon page now i would have plugged out on last week's episode i hope some of you checked it out in fact i know you did let me just type 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 make sure i got all the names right here we go done patreon.com slash savage snowflake is the website that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash savage snowflake if you want to become a patron you can do that for as little as one dollar a month and then there's different tiers depending on what kind of rewards you want to get so first of all big shout out to all of these patrons that need some love from me Stephen miller pranay gupta laser guided love thank you Catwoman, Adam Xman, Aaron and Jack, thank you. Captain Cleanup, Mr. Bongi, Zim00, Damone, thank you. Aloysius, Lady JD and Patrick Douglas, you are all legends and I love you. In, 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 you know, I would like to think in a very clean and honest fashion, but also in a slightly sensual fashion too. There's a, I, I might think about some of those usernames this weekend as I have beautiful lovemaking sessions with someone. I'm going to put the... <laughs> I'm going to print out the list of your names and I'm going to I'm going to ask the young lady that I'm going to have um passionate sexy times with tonight. I'm going to say, "Listen, do you mind if I do you mind if I just do you mind if you hold this up whilst we have sex?" And if she says no, then I'll 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 drop her home, you know, like a gentleman to a doorstep and then I'll come back and I'll just furiously masturbate over the the print out instead on my own and just do it solo that's where we do it also uh, i want to do a little shout out to our sponsor boundless tech now obviously boundless are one of the best providers of vapes and of uh flower pens etc etc if you want to smoke something they've got the kit for you to do it. So here's a readout. Boundless Technology strives to advance in the cannabis industry by creating innovative products with portability and stealth in mind, aiming to deliver an affordable, efficient, and straightforward experience for the consumer. Boundless offers an alternative to the traditional joint or water pipe. Enjoy the taste, the smells, and the effects of cannabis at lower vaporization temperatures with Boundless Technology products. Now, if you guys want to get some money off, you can use the coupon code SAVAGE, all capitals, S-A-V-A-G-E, and you'll get yourself 10% off all Boundless Technology products at BoundlessTech.com. That's spelled B-N-D-L-S-T-E-C-H, BoundlessTech.com. Also, make sure to follow Boundless on all social media at B-N-D-L-S-T-E-C-H, Boundless Tech. Thank you very much, Boundless Tech. I appreciate it. You guys are great. Uh, also, an update. I mentioned last week that we're going to get some merch up online. I've just spoken to the guy who's taking care of all the merch and all the designs. He said that that will be happening this week. So the second podcast I do later this week, I'll give you the details of where you can buy some wonderful Savage Snowflake merchandise and T-shirts and whatnot. Right. Enough of the plugs. Let's get into the fucking stories. It's been a week and a half, guys. <laughs> like I told you guys, oh, actually, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the last podcast. I, I, earlier this week, I went to the Pornhub Awards, the first ever Pornhub Awards. It's their first year doing it. It was so many things. It was kind of awesome, horrendous, very well put together, a shit show, hilarious, very deeply saddening. There was a lot going on. I feel like I could do an entire one-hour podcast on just this experience alone and this event alone. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try and fit in some other things as well. Um, uh, but first of all, I got invited to it because my 
friends. Uh, I did a TV show, um, which is going to be appearing on Amazon. And it's called Dinner with Danny, which is starring Danny Daniels, who's a very notable pornographic actress. She's a lady who has done, you know, the butt stuff and the face stuff and sometimes the vaginal stuff. Um, sexy times. She makes money from it. Anyway, she's got a TV show called Dinner with Danny. It's like a Favreau table for five type setup. Her with three of her adult actress friends and then always one either comedian guest or maybe a different celebrity guest you know maybe a celebrity tattoo artist celebrity rock stars musicians anyway I've appeared on one of those episodes we had uh, Jim Norton was on one of them as well it's got great lineups and it was a very funny and very fun experience and show to do basically involves us sitting around a table having a few drinks having a bit of food and discussing everything under the sun until they can cut together a very funny one-hour show and then sell that to Amazon. Anyway, it's going to be, uh, I think they're doing maybe six to twelve, six or 12 episodes for the first run. It's not out yet. I'll let you know when it is. Don't you worry about that. Anyway, so Danny Daniels and I became friends through this experience. She's a cool chick, man. I, d- I do always love people. I don't know if you're the same way, guys. Let me just move my microphone down a little bit. I always love people who who are do uh, an interesting career you know they they work in an interesting career they do an interesting job but they're not defined by their job does that make sense like I love comedians of course I do I love the craft of comedy but when people are comedians off stage the entire time it gets very fucking tiring for me do you know what I mean really drains me and it's the same so Danny I guess was attractive to me as a personality because she's yes a porn actress but then she's just a very bright talented creative individual off uh, set, as it were, you know, when she's not getting finger banged by <laughs> one of her female buddies, you know, or taking two thick giant cocks at the same time. The point is, the ladies are very talented. She's like, does art, she's a talented artist, has her own art Instagram page, which is really fucking good, like kind of surprising. And no, she's not doing any kind of, you know, oh yeah, it's like I took all the all the cum rags from my my shows and I, and I use them as mixed multimedia. She's doing legit, very talented um, pieces of artwork. And she's bright and intelligent and cultured and traveled, blah, 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 blah. Her husband is a fucking top dude as well. Uh, his name's Vic. Uh, Chipola, I think is how I pronounce it correctly. Uh, Sicilian, Sicilian motherfucker. But he's a good fucking dude, this guy. Um, again, bright, sweet. You know, he's a he's a, a, a three dimensional character, as a she, as opposed to being the two dimensional characters you often see in pornography, I guess, especially, and also comedy and music. You know, sometimes people just play up to their their brand, their image, and they never really extend beyond that. And it gets a little bit boring, a little bit fucking tiring. They're not like that. Anyway, so we became friends. We've been hanging out. We've been doing some stuff together. They invited, not doing some stuff. That sounds ominous. And we've been doing some stuff together. But they said, listen, we're going to be in LA for the Pornhub Awards, would you like to come as our plus one? Would you like to be our guest? And I was like, yeah, that sounds absolutely fucking dope. So we went up to the awards. And first of all, like, I didn't know what to expect. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've dated uh, pornographic actresses in the past. I've dated strippers and escorts. I I, I have no, I'm very sex positive, very sex worker positive. I think it's the oldest profession in, in the world. You know, having sex with people for money is literally the oldest profession in the motherfucking world. And on top of that, it's one of the most care in the community professions. Like, if we didn't have internet pornography, if there weren't escorts in the world, if there weren't prostitutes operating, I swear to God, you would see the fucking school shootings rise by about 200% immediately. It's like, these people stop fucking nut jobs from doing bad things. I I 100% believe that. Like, you know, I, I, let me, let's put it, let's put it in terms of my, my own experience, right? I'm feeling a little frustrated, a little worked up. Oh God, why am I feeling so tense and frustrated? I know, I'll crack one out. I'll throw on a little bit of, you know, perky, itty bitty porn and, and watch a girl go down another lady for a minute. Oh, maybe I'll watch a, a young, a young, a young, a young college student try and pay her way through college by, by sucking her professor's cock. Or maybe I'm going to watch myself a, a, a fierce, big beautiful milf who's gonna just who seduces her gardener Juan I, whatever the pornography is it gives me a release 
it makes me feel fucking good at the end of it. A little bit, little bit embarrassed, but, but mostly good. Mostly good. You get that moment of release and then you go, ah, oh, I'm back to normal. Now, that's a very masculine approach to pornography because I think it's a testosterone thing. You get rid of that extra testosterone, you're okay. You can function. You can actually think like a normal human being and not act like, um, you know, an overtly testosterone-filled douchebag. For ladies, I guess there's a same release as well. Maybe it makes them feel sensual and good and relaxed and calm in the same way that it does a man. Whatever point being, I think it's a fucking dope job that has to exist. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a porn actor, but I'm glad there are people who do. Does that make sense? But given my experience of, you know, the particular girl that I dated in the past, who was a porn actress and various other people that I've met in the sex industry... You know, the, 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 the sense that there's a few fucking daddy issues flying around, you know what I mean? There's a few crazy fucking people. Like, to, 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 to take a dick or give a dick for money, there's got to be a little part of you somewhere, somewhere, just a, just a, just a little, a little, you know, a little, uh, boop, 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 a little drop, a little, a little one milligram, bloop, diluted drop of fucking crazy has to be in there somewhere. And listen, I'm the first to acknowledge that that also applies to people who want to do stand-up comedy for a living. To need the validation of fucking strangers on stage is a weird concept. Look at me. Look at me. Laugh at me. Like, you're fucking mental. And I acknowledge and embrace that. But also to be like, yeah, I super love being tied up and having three guys make me airtight. You also got to have a few fucking issues, right? And I think that's why a lot of porn pornographic people or people in the porn industry, pornographic people, pornographic people out there doing sexy stuff. That's right, they got all their genitals on show. Pornographic people. It could be like a it could be like a sitcom, couldn't it? Pornographic people. Hey, pornographic people. And it's just like a group of friends who are all pornographic. Pe anyway, whatever. I'm I'm going off on tangents today. I'm excited. I've got energy. Got some of that energy. Maybe I need to have a wank. That's probably what it is. I need to fucking crack one out. Release some of the tension. People in the pornographic industry, sex workers, comedians, musicians, rock and rollers, they seem to congregate. They seem to find... There's always a little overlap. Like, we all know a few of each other from the other industry. I think because we're all unified by the fact that we all crave a little bit of attention clearly have a few fucking issues, but are also very raw, very honest people. And at no pun intended on the raw, as long as the lubrication is correct, that shouldn't be an issue if you're working in the pornographic industry. So I knew that there's going to be a fucking, you know, a nut job or two at this event. I knew there's going to be some pretty intense people. I knew there's going to be some pretty vacuous, shallow people who were just interested in being seen and appreciated and adored. But Jesus... Christe. It was fucking nuts. First of all, I, we, I arrived at the venue. I'm, I'm an idiot. I left my wallet at home. I had to get in a cab and go all the way back home again and then come back again after I did the red carpet. But there was, as soon as I went inside, it was very chill. The first few people I met were friends of Danny and Vic. So they were just great people, you know, kind, nice, well-developed, progressive, culturally adept, interesting people. And then the fucking nut job started <laughs> arriving just like, I mean, like, for instance, Danny was dressed in a beautiful Versace dress and, you know, lovely pair of heels. And she was presenting an award that night. Vic was in a wonderful, like, suit, gray suit. He looked very, very smart. He had a nice, nice hat on. You know, he, he looked like a, he looked like a, like a 1950s cool, you know, Sicilian gangster. He looked great. I wore a beautiful suit and, uh, you know, a bit of a Dean Martin open bow tie type look. And then people started turning up. <laughs> in dresses made of condoms that was Riley Reed who uh, Riley Reed has got to be one of the most popular young um pornographic actresses I didn't know who the fuck she was but then I was told she's like probably the, the most popular on porn hub right now and various other websites you know she's young I've definitely let me just say since I I found out who she was I've done a extensive research and I can carry <laughs> I can I can confirm that she is both a fucking freak and a nympho. Um, she was there with her girlfriend. They were in these matching dresses made out of magnum, gold magnum condoms and 
barely any material. It's basically just someone had sewn a few condoms onto a thong and a barely there, like, strap bra thing that showed nips anyway. It was very non-existent outfits. But that's all right. It's the porn awards. You know, it's like, it's like fucking, you invite Carrot Top to your party. He's going to bring a suitcase with some props. You know, you invite Riley Reed to the Pornhub Awards. She's going to turn up in, in a fucking dress made of condoms. I wasn't angry about it. It just made me laugh. I was like, this is your, this is literally, there was, she was, by the way, one of the most dressed people there. There was, there was women who were wearing nothing. There were women who were wearing just shoes. There were women who were wearing dresses where the one half of the ass and the front of the leg was cut out so you could see whole bum cheek and then a bit of vagina. It was, it was, there were some interesting choices. It was like going, <laughs> it was like going to, it was like going to a stripper's birthday. That's what I feel like. If strippers had a birthday party, that's how it would, they would be dressed, you know? It was like going to a convention for slutty aunties. <laughs> Like just a lot of kind of slightly drunk, possibly quite coked up, barely dressed, slutty chicks, and uh, and it was fucking dope. It was really fun to meet some of these people and talk to them. Um, don't get me wrong; for every one of those girls, there was at least two wearing nice gowns and treating it. But what I love the idea that these girls who literally spend all of their working days naked with toys penises or other vaginas smashed up against their genitals they had one day of the year it's like you had one day of the year to wear a nice frock a nice gown and just you know to be honored for the for the work the service you do and it is a service it really is a service you know having sex on camera and letting other people watch it and release their tension. I do think it's a service. I can't stress that enough. But you had one day of the year where you're like, I get to wear a nice gown and just be honored as a pornographic actress. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Bring out the thong. Nah, fuck it. I'll just leave all my clothes at home. I'm going to turn up. I'm going to turn. I'm going to wear a butt plug. That's it. That's what I'm going to wear. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Anyway, I just, I love the dedication. Um, it was so fun, though, because there was a whole load of girls on stage. So, so this is what happened. The awards were, you know, arranged and set up, and they had it at this, uh, what was it, the Belasco Theatre in downtown LA. Very beautiful building inside, lovely to see. Looked a bit shady outside. Go inside, it's like, oh, it's actually gorgeous decor inside. Nice room, nice space, you know, decent size. Um, but then, but then the, the Kanye West, right, apparently got in contact with the people at Pornhub or they got in contact. I don't know how it happened. And f uh, 10 days before, they had a chat about him organizing the awards and curating the awards. And four days before, it got confirmed. And you could tell it was a four-day rush job. However, it was also kind of cool. It was weird as fuck, right? First of all, you walk through the doors. We did the red carpet walk. I ended up walking the red carpet with a um, another... Um, another pornographic actress who I ended up, you know, getting having a bit of a vibe with, actually. We ended up having quite a vibe. Um, her name was called... She's called Smarty Cat. Um, and she's like a... She makes all of her own... Um, all of her own self-home-produced stuff. And she, you know, brings in other actors and actresses. And she makes homemade stuff, which is... Now, I mean, that's that's kind of the big business for a lot of people. You know, the main, there's mainstream porn, of course... But there's so many people who are into the amateur stuff or the home-produced stuff or the self-produced stuff. There's a lot of POV porn. And, you know, once you buy a decent camera that can do the kind of output, you know, the high-quality output, it doesn't really matter. People actually... I, I know personally, I prefer watching sensual pornography or amateur pornography because it, it's real, man. It's a lot more real than this shit where it's like, oh, hi, professor. I didn't know you were here. That's right, I'm here. And you've been a bad girl. Oh, I didn't know I had, Professor. Yes, now you have to let me fuck you in the asshole. Really? <laughs> it's like, that never happens! I mean, I say it never happens. I did have sex with one of my French tutors. But that's, yeah, that's different. It certainly didn't play out the same way. It was more an awkward 17-year-old boy desperately trying to please a 21-year-old <laughs> French chick. Uh, and probably failing with premature ejaculation. Anyway, it was 
so fucking weird. You walk through the doors. First of all, the stage was all set up. They had these like four white, like a white floor and then three white giant backdrops that were projections were put onto like these big videos. No, they were video screens, giant white video screens all the way around the back wall, the top, the ceiling and then the sides. And then there were these girls who I found out later were dressed in Kanye West, like some Yeezy clothing. It was Yeezy designs. But let me just tell you what the Yeezy designs were. Basically, it looked like someone had gone into a fucking Chinese sweatshop where they were making clothes out of sheer material, see-through, brightly colored, pastel-colored, see-through, lace-type material. And the Chinese children working in that sweatshop had knocked out, you know, 10,000 high-end dresses, head-to-toe dresses, perfectly crafted, their tiny fingers working tirelessly to dress Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> at the next Oscars. And then Kanye had walked in like, hey, what's up? I'ma let you finish your designs. <laughs> but first, I need these scraps. And then he walked around just picking up scraps of fucking material, stuffed them into a Yeezy backpack, and then peaced out. And then he turned up at the Pornhub Awards and literally just kind of wrapped them round people. They were so, it just, it, it didn't look, it looked like a weird, shitty fashion show. And I know he does fashion shows. And listen, I'm not knocking all Kanye's designs. I, don't, I haven't seen all of them. I think he's clearly got some very popular items. You know, I know the Yeezy shoes. Like that's super fucking popular, right? A pair of Yeezys, people love that shit. Um, I heard they're very comfortable. I don't necessarily like the design myself, but a lot of people do, you know, art is subjective. But, motherfucker, you did not spend any time or energy on the design. I think there was part of his head going, well, listen, all the girls are going to be on stage, you know, um, dressed in these designs, being the, 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 the awards. They were basically the awards girls. They were bringing the awards on and off, and they were all porn girls. He was like, they're all porn actresses. I don't need, I don't need to dress these girls head to toe. They're used to having at least like an inch of lip hanging out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be okay if you can see this girl's breast and vagina. One girl, one girl was literally naked and just had a pair of high knee Yeezy boots on. I mean, thank God it was California because this chick would have gone home with hypothermia. It was fucking ridiculous. Ridiculousness. It was, oh, it's just weird. You walk in, these girls come out on stage and there's music. And then they all just stood in a line. And everyone was like, yeah, we didn't really know what was going on. There was no announcement. Nothing. Then a photographer comes out and starts taking photos of them. Then ye like Kanye West himself comes out and he stands right down front center stage. People start taking photos, obviously, and filming. Oh, oh, it's Kanye West. Oh, it's Kanye West, you know? And then he struck this pose. And I've never seen, <laughs> I've never seen anyone. Have you ever seen, you guys know the, the, I think it's called the Thinker. It's a famous statue. And it's called the Thinker. And it's a naked man. And he's sitting down and he's got his elbow on his knee and his chin to his, 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 his fist to his chin and his furrowed brow and he's thinking. You know the one I'm talking about, right? Kanye did a standing up thinker. He walked out, stood there, struck a pose, very stylized, very stylized. This, this was the most LA event I've ever been to in my fucking life. I'm, I'm going to get through all of it, but it was the most LA event. And it was shit like this that made me go, oh God, this is so LA. And maybe that's how you have to be to be successful in this fucking industry. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong, motherfuckers. I would be infinitely more successful if I just LA-ified myself and just became the two-dimensional fucking thing they want to be. But he walked out, struck this pose, and then he put his finger on his chin and the rest of his fist under his chin and, he, and his other arm under his elbow. And he held it for like... 10 to 15 minutes of photographs. So the guy, there was some, apparently some famous erotic photographer was taking the photos. Not that fucking creep, Terry Richardson, some other bloke. Anyway, so the guy was taking photos of all the models. And every now and then, Kenya would go, would be like, yo, yo, yo. I think the guy's name might have been Richard. Yo, yo, Richard. Yo, Richard. Richard. Yo, can you capture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, but he keep the pose the whole time. No one, 
no one in no one who's not a fucking mental patient has ever stood in that pose for a solid 10 minutes in their life in their life there's there's a competition somewhere in the south at some car dealership where you have to keep your hand on a fucking vehicle and the last person to take their hand off the vehicle wins the vehicle right and i think the record is like 72 hours or some shit like that or 48 hours whatever it is and you can't you got to stay there. you got to stay with your hand on it or some part of your hand has to be touching the vehicle and you're not allowed to lean on it. Kanye was doing it. Like, it's an unnatural act to do that. It's unnatural. Your body's not designed for it. There's nothing human about it. I swear to God, man, I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think all these conspiracy theorists are right. You know, you've got Mark Zuckerberg looking like he's literally just been beamed down from a fucking planet halfway across the cosmos. Elon Musk smoking weed on the Joe Rogan podcast and like like he's he's like a 40-year-old dude, billionaire who definitely definitely enjoys a little tickle of drugs at some point in his life. He's fucking grimes for half for Christ's sake. And yet he doesn't know how to inhale a blunt. And then you've got Kanye West standing there in a pose that suggests he's some kind of mannequin. It just it was mental. It was mentalness. Oh, anyway, he stands there. Photos get taken. Then he leaves. He doesn't, no one says anything. No one says anything. There's no announcement. Well, then they go, they bring out a podium and it's like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pornhub Awards. Blah, blah, blah. And it starts going off. Now, the, the, the girl, uh, Asa, 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 what's her name? Let me have a look. Porn actress. Asa something. She's Asian girl. Asa, Asa Akira was the girl who was kind of a, 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 like a bit of a returning host. Um, she did a pretty good job. She had her boobs out the entire time. She, did, she, just, she had a dress on, but she just had it pulled down. So it, <laughs> it was like, ah, uh, it was like a, it was like a fucking, um, what's that called where people go to football games and they, uh, and they tailgating. It was like some kind of weird tailgating party. It was just like a lot of titties being pulled out. Like lots of cock jokes. Drunk people and people definitely on drugs and then just weird shit that made you go, are these people human? She comes out, they start the awards. Here was the, there was some moments that I have to draw attention to. There was one chick with her boobies out, right? She was fucking stunning. And first of all, people just didn't go up to take their awards. There were so many people who weren't present. There was at least like, let's say four people who just weren't there to collect their awards. And I'm, by the way, the awards were shit like best butthole, best anal scene, biggest titties. It was ridiculously hilarious. Getting up on stage and hearing a young woman say thank you, <laughs> give thanks to her mum and dad for creating her butthole. <laughs> it was the most glorious. The most gloriously funny shit. You couldn't make it up. Literally, goes on stage. She's just like, uh, the winner of best anal. Blah, 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 blah. And she comes on stage like, oh, just thank you so much to my co-stars. And, well, this weird award is weird. All the awards were designed by Yeezy as well. And they were meant to be apparently alien. Apparently, the show, that his concept for the show was that it was set in the year 3265. It was set way off in the future. Which, I don't know why he went so far in the future. Like, motherfucker, like, just go 10 years into the future. That'll do, bro. You don't need to go, like, a millennia into the future. Because, guarantee, this fucking ropey setup ain't it. That ain't it, mate. Anyway. And so the awards were these, were apparently meant to be alien sex toys. And they just looked like a, a retarded five-year-old had just been sent to a ceramic, like a pottery class. You know, it was, they were real special really special google this shit i swear to god it's worth watching and checking out um this girl one of the yeezy girls one of the porn actresses dressed in yeezy or barely dressed in yeezy i should say undressed in yeezy that will be the line undressed by yeezy you're welcome kenya this girl one of these girls god she was so sweet and so she looked so adorable she was stunning and adorable and she had her boobs out perfect perky boobs Natural, lovely. She's like, girl next door. And because so many people weren't accepting their awards, on one of the awards, they announced the awards. She walked out with the award, holding the award. 
and they obviously thought the person was there. In fact, I think it was Riley Reed had won another award and was in the toilets. Potentially, I allegedly she's got a bit of a fucking, you know, uh, a bit of a. What's the right word? Um, uh, she's got an, a, a nasal fixation. <laughs> there you go. That covers me legally. Allegedly, she has a nasal fixation. Read into that as you will. Anyway, she wasn't there to get a reward, even though she was at the fucking event, which was, I mean, it was just, it was a shit show. It was a shit show in that respect. And um, this girl comes out with the award and they announce her and then they sort of walk away to let Riley Reed come up, but she doesn't come up. So the presenters are like looking around, like, what do we do? This poor chick comes out with the award and sort of stands there ready to give it to Riley, who never comes up. Then the presenters come back on and go, okay, well, she's not here, so blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and then they don't take the award of the girl and then they walk off stage and they just leave this poor awards girl with a press shot. <laughs> just standing there. She didn't know what the fuck to do. She was, you could see in her head, she was just going, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, what's that? What, what? What do, I, what, do I, what do I do? Do I do I leave? Do I stay? Do I? Are they going to take it from me? No. Oh my God, they're leaving. Oh my God, I I went to three years of drama college. <laughs> I went to three years of drama college for this. What the fuck am I doing with my life? You could see every every emotion, the seven stages of grief, rolled through her eyes. It was glorious and so sad. And I wanted to jump on stage and just take the award from her and just be like, it's okay. It's okay, Sarah. You're gonna be okay. You're done now. You can leave. It's fucking ridiculous. Also, hey, yo, let me just say, whoever wrote the script, ah, uh, needs to be fired. I've written award scripts. I used to write the awards, uh, the scripts for the BAFTA awards and the Promax awards and the uh, Games Marketing awards. And it's a hard, it's a hard task to write a good script for yourself if you're hosting to come up with jokes that apply to the audience that aren't too pre-prepared uh, a lot of stuff that you can bounce off the audience and what's going on that's where a lot of the humor people love actually less prepared material but whoever wrote these jokes i swear to god they just went into pornhub hq and they were like hey hey we got the awards coming up guys um is it can anyone write and they were like no I mean, I can, I can operate a camera if you got a dick and a vagina in the room. No, 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 we don't need that. We need someone who can write. No, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with, uh, you know, with uploading videos of people jerking, jerking off and squirting. No, no, we need a, a writer. And then one little kid at the back. Hello? Who are you? I'm, I'm the intern. <laughs> What's your name? James. James, can you write? I mean, I mean, I, I wrote. You know, uh, I wrote a LinkedIn page to get this job. You're hired, James. You're fucking hired. It was horrendous. Horrendous in so many ways. First of all, the jokes were written like, like literally like a, a, a seven-year-old had written the jokes. They were terrible. It was literally just like, well, you know, the only thing that I'm going to be, uh, uh, I, the only thing I'm going to be talking about tonight is all the cock I've had. <laughs> That was literally the level of the fucking gags. Even when, you, when you've written a script for an award show so badly that porn actresses, particular porn actresses who, can, who I know because I had conversations with them afterwards, can barely string a sentence together, are mocking your script on stage. You know you fucked up. It was at that moment that James knew he had fucked up. It was awful the script was awful the auto cue kept turning off it was flickering i was watching it i liked watching the auto cue so i could see how the porn actors would like just ignore jokes and then the auto cue person was like fuck 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 fuck, 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 fuck trying to scroll through it was hilarious um however here's a few things man here's a few things that happened right um little dicky was there oh I fanboyed. I haven't fanboyed over someone for a long time. I think the last time I fanboyed over someone was when I met Sir Patrick Stewart, Jean-Luc Picard. Make it so, number one. I fanboyed when I met him because he's an incredibly talented man. And I also think that about Lil Dicky. I think he's an incredibly talented individual. 
And I fucking loved saying hello to him. And I didn't even hesitate. I was like, nah, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to look a little bit like a geek. And he's going to be like, oh, all right, this guy's a fan. And I didn't mind. I went up and I said, man, listen, I got to say hello. I think you're an incredibly talented dude. I love your music. I love the creative vision when you make your videos. And, you know, that, that, that video, you know, the uh, pillow talk video. Ah, oh, it's a short, it's a short, it's a short comedy musical. And it's incredible. He's a very talented guy. I love how he's reinvented himself. I love what he does. I love that he's legitimately very fucking talented at rapping and lyricism. He's a great writer, but he's also lighthearted, fun, doesn't take himself too seriously. There were other people there as well. There was Trippy Red. There was, um, you know, um, Kanye West obviously performed. Black Bear performed. Young M.A. performed. Um, who else? Some other chick that signs Kanye's label, I think. Tayana la, 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 something. I don't know all these people. Even as a lover of hip-hop music and R&B music, I didn't know all of the people. I know a couple of them. Um, and I like a couple of them. No alarm! Turn off! Who would set an alarm during a podcast? This fucking idiot right here. That's reminding me that I'm going to have to go to the airport soon to go and do a commercial in SF San Francisco. Um, anyway, sorry, I digress. It was, there, was, there was some interesting bits to it. Like The music was fucking dope. I enjoyed that. Although Kanye came out during that Tiana, I think it's Tiana something. He came out and sang like a line. And everyone, woo! Because he came out, well, he didn't sing. He came out and rapped. And everyone was like, whoa, Kanye's coming out to do a verse. Yeah, 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 cool. But he literally came out at his bit of the song. Fine, okay, I get that. It's a dramatic reveal. But then he sang. He like rapped for about 12 seconds. <laughs> it's literally like three bars. And then he was like, okay, LA, make some noise. And everyone went, woo. And then he fucking walked off. And then there was like the rest of the song. He didn't hang out. He didn't like big her up. He didn't like do anything. He just literally was like, yeah, I did my 12 seconds of rapping. Bye. I've, in my past, back when I was a drug taker, I have snorted lines longer than what Kanye delivered that fucking night. Oh, it was weird, man. You know what I also found? Um, you should never really meet you should never really meet. Actually, let me say two things. First of all, I want to I want to make it very clear that I met some incredible people. I met a girl called uh, Cherie Deville, who's a porn actress, does a lot of milf porn, and her fella Adam, who's a musician. Lovely people, great people. Obviously, Danny and Vic, amazing people, great souls. I met at least three or four other um, porn actresses who all wanted my details and want to come and see me do comedy, who were just like cool, decent intelligent people um and uh and I, I don't know i feel like that was a good it was a good reminder that like you know what whatever is going on in the world whatever someone does for a living it really doesn't define who they are as a person you know there are some incredibly talented incredibly sweet incredibly verbose eloquent intelligent folks out there who happen to just take a dick in the shitter every now and then you know uh kenna james what a sweet, lovely lady. I really fucking liked her. I thought she was cool as fuck. Um, I'm trying to look them up right now. I'm looking in my Instagram and my uh, Twitter to see who the other ones were. Who was the Audrey Batoni? Who's that one? Um, there was some other chick who was like Mexican and super foxy. Like next level foxy. God, what was her name? I've got to look her up. I've got to find it for you. Because I want you, I mean, I guarantee all the men listening to this podcast right now are like, I mean, I'm probably going to go check some of these people out afterwards. Like, that's 100% going to happen. <laughs> I, I already know that. It's it's natural to want to look at attractive people. Oh, there you go. Vanessa Vera Cruz. Vanessa Vera Cruz. Um, so fucking sexy. And and so nice. Such a lovely, a lovely conversationist. Uh, just wonderful. Anyway. However, there are also some fucking morons there. <laughs> And also, I was saying, the point I was going to make is that you shouldn't meet... If you love masturbating, ladies or gentlemen, over a particular porn actress or porn actor, you shouldn't necessarily meet them in the flesh. Because, all right, I'll tell you a couple of things. First of all, there was a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a porn actress that I really like. I won't say her name because I don't want to embarrass her or make her feel shitty if she ever hears this. But one of the other one of the other porn actresses told me that this girl, like, 
is because I, I was going through. I went. She went like, "Oh, who do you like in the US?" I went, "Ah, oh, where's like this girl, this girl, this girl?" And she went, "Oh God, not that girl. No, take her off your list." I went, "Really? Why?" And she was like, "Her, she stinks. Her, she's so disgusting and dirty and unhygienic. And her house has maggots in it, live maggots in her house." And makeup artists have thrown away chairs after working with her because they didn't want to have anyone else sit in the gross fucking place where that girl sat. She was like, honestly, she is a dirty, horrendous scumbag. And I was like, well, how do people fuck her? How do people get through fucking her? And she goes, oh, that's easy. What they do, a trick of the trade is girls or guys, if they have to do like a scene with someone and they know they get to have poor hygiene, first of all, they say, all right, let's shower beforehand. But if they still know that person's a bit fucking dirty, they take Vicks vapor, vapor rub, Vicks vapor rub, and they put it inside their nostrils, line their nostrils with it. So that when you're, I don't know, going down on that girl or fucking that chick and that stank is coming up, <laughs> you can't smell it. Because all you can smell is Vicks. <gasps> How bad is that? How bad does your cooch have to smell to get the Vicks treatment? That's what I want to know. That's what I need to know. I need to, I like, you know what? I feel like that guy from Queer Eye. I feel like the, um, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the, the um, food guy in Queer Eye. I've watched every, every episode now. The, the guy, what's his name? It begins with S. Is it Steven? I don't know. Very handsome, pretty, twinky looking boy. That motherfucker loves to smell disgusting shit. Every episode, there's something who will go, ooh, look at these dirty, mm, mm. There's like an, a couch, an old couch that, that a guy had been sitting in for 50 years. It was greasy and gross. And he got his face right in there. Oh, let me sniff it. And everyone else is like, oh, what are you doing? In his, like, that guy would love to meet this porn actress, I feel like. Just in how much stank really is this level of stank? That's what I need to know. Anyway, killed it for me. I took her off the list. Took it off the wank list. Done. I can't masturbate thinking about someone who I know is that disgusting. Also, I met a couple of actresses that I did recognize, and I saw them up close. And you know when you see someone who you thought, wow, you're incredible at fucking. You are very sexy on camera. Now, don't get me wrong. As a man who's done numerous TV shows uh, and films, I know that makeup plus camera plus post-production plus lighting can make someone who is average looking look an awful lot nicer than they are. That's the way it is. The whole world is full of that shit now. Instagram, you know, all these filters, all these like uh, programs, you know, Facetuner or uh, what's the other one called? Um, fucking Facetune, Facetune, Facetune. That's what it's called. Uh, where you can change what you look like, man. You can literally change. I'm aware of that. I'm not a fucking moron. However, Jesus Christ, I met some girls that night who I have definitely spent time and adoration perusing on the internet on a lonely night, you know, because that's what single guys do. That's what guys in relationships do. Anyway, and then I saw him up close and I was like, oh, gee, oh God, who are, have you been in a, have you had, an, was there an accident I didn't know about? Are you okay? Are you, are you undergoing some kind of therapy? What's, what's the issue here? What, what drug are you addicted to? Like, wow, really bad shit, really bad shit. Anyway, don't meet your don't meet your porn idols. Meet every other idol. <laughs> it's like how people say like, "Don't meet your idols." Don't meet your idols, you know. But then you meet them, and either they're douchebags or they're awesome people. I like to meet my idols. I like to meet people that I admire creatively. And if they turn out to be dickheads in person, or rude, or obnoxious, or arrogant, so what? It doesn't matter because I'm still a fan of their work. But if you meet someone who literally the what you're a fan of is their sexual prowess, sexual attractive um, qualities, if you meet them and those sexual attractive qualities are vastly lacking, do you see what I mean? It's like it's the only form of art, art, loosely art, sexual art, performance, where if you meet them and go, oh, wow, you are not a nice looking person to me personally, you are not attracted to me, then you don't want to watch them have sex anymore. Whereas if I meet, you know, first time I met Louis, he was kind of a douche to me. He was kind of a bit of a, a bit of a dickhead. Not because he's a bad person, just because I don't think he wanted to have any new friends, especially not some young British comedian with long hair and big rings. I'm, I'm literally the aesthetic opposite of what I imagine Louis C.K. wants to be friends with, which is fine. And I met him and he was a bit fucking brash and weird and borderline on the spectrum. And I went, okay, that's cool. He's still fucking hilarious, you know? 
That's how I look at this whole thing with him and the, and the jerking off and, and coming, trying to come back. I go, yeah, he's a pervert who needs help, but he's still fucking funny. Whereas with these chicks, I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't physically put my penis in my hand again and pretend that I want to have sex with you and be there because I now know what that would be like as a reality and it makes me feel a little bit nasty. Um, we went to the after party. The after party deserves a quick mention before I move on to another subject because it was very, it was like run by Vixen and Pornhub. This, the, finally, they had a free bar at that party. They didn't have the awards, which was weird. Only at the after party. They had free food at the awards. I was like, yeah, that's what, that's what, porn, that's what porn actresses and porn actors want. They definitely want to come to an awards show and get some free <laughs> pork sliders. That's what they need. Macaroni and cheese. That's definitely what porn actresses want. They don't want to have a few drinks and celebrate and get a little loose. No, they want to have... Anyway, whatever. They got that wrong. Oh, by the way, also, before I move on, uh, Rice Gum was at this event. And I, I'm only aware of Rice Gum because of iDub's spectacular takedown of that horrendous piece of shit. And let me just say, he was very well behaved at the awards ceremony. He seemed like he was cool and he didn't seem like a dick. And he seemed vastly out of his depth. It's funny when you take, like, I can see Rice Gum being a douchebag at a YouTuber party. Like, I can see Rice Gum shitting on other YouTubers, acting like a fucking douchebag around 17-year-old kids who make videos online. You put him in a room with a whole load of 20 to 40-year-old people who fuck for a living. And, oh, my God, he was just sat there like, uh, um, hmm. Uh, he didn't know what to fucking do like that guy he looked sad of his depth it was like someone invited their like it was like I don't know man someone invited their little cousins to the fucking award show it was, he was very sweet looking but also I know he's an absolute cock end so I'm glad he looked out of his depth I just can't imagine him ever getting laid I think he's the kind of guy who will talk about yo I'm getting mad pussy yeah you're not seeing my Instagram because he makes a video with some girl who wants to get you know, 50,000 views and, and a few more likes on her Instagram page. But reality, none of those chicks are fucking that dude. None of them. This fucking 17-year-old beanpole. Whatever. Anyway, we went to the after party. And it, what it... It was just weird. We went outside. There was a pool. There was, like, naked girls in the pool. Literally, there were just... And, and it was funny to see how the porn actresses would mock their colleagues. Like, would, would do the same thing that everyone does. Which is go, oh, God, look at that arsehole. So fucking, so much of an attention-seeking whore. And I'm like, I mean, we're all kind of attention-seeking whores. Like, I'm a comic. You fuck on camera for a living. But I get what they're saying. There's like, there's a next level to it. There's like, t there's like a switch-off phase. But there were chicks jumping in the pool like, oh my God, look at me. Tana Monjo was there making out with Trippy Red, which has got to be, if you ever want to see the most depressing thing, <laughs> like this week, look up Tana Mongo, Monjo, I don't know how you say her fucking name, who gives a shit. And Trippy Red kissing, like making out. It was so painful. It, uh, that tongue in the mouth. It's just, it was disgusting. I feel like there's two people I would, I would pay them a lot of money to not watch them fuck. Does, <laughs> does that make, make sense? I feel like it's, give it six months, they'll release a sex video together. Like that. I'll tell you who else was there. Lena the Plug and um, Adam22, that guy who makes all that, you know, interviews people on on. The jump, jump, what's it called? The jump off, the whatever his fucking thing is called. Um, but yeah, the jumper, jumper. Yeah, the jumper on YouTube. But those two uh, were there as well. Those two made it porn videos together. Good for them. Both adults, make a bit of porn, do what you want to do. That's all right. If it doesn't encroach on your other careers as a YouTuber uh, and as a, you know, sort of a hip-hop interviewer, why not? Do it. It's part of the culture. I don't mind. But... There were other people there who were just desperate for the attention, desperate for it. There was two girls just, one girl just eating another girl's pussy, just going down on her, just blah, 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 blah. In the middle of the fucking, everyone, there were people just sat next to them just having a fucking conversation. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not shocked by this thing. I just didn't understand how you get to a point in your life where that's how desperate you are for fucking validation and attention. That you would literally go, there's a couple of people walking around with cameras, quick, get your fucking pussy out and let me go down on you. Yeah, okay, that's great. <laughs> Why would you... Like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You're already a porn actor. Like, what's wrong with you, man? Who fucking hurt you? Which uncle crept into your room at night and destroyed your soul? Because fuck that person. And I'm so sorry that happened to you. It was just weird, man. 
Super weird. Trippy Red walking around with an entourage of about 15 people. He seemed like an all right guy. Again, well behaved. I think if you turn up to a thing and you're just like a nice person, you know, he wasn't swinging bottles around. We, uh, you know, I was trying to smoke a, a, a weed vape and I think he was trying to smoke weed there as well. And everyone got told when we tried to smoke, you know, you're not allowed to smoke up here on the balcony. You're not allowed to smoke anywhere, even though it's open air. We're like, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. And uh, apparently that frustrated him, but he didn't act like a douchebag. He didn't like start throwing things around or being rude or being obnoxious or shouting or swinging his dick or, you know, he was just a pretty cool guy. But it's amazing when you get up close to these people, you see how young they are. Now, I'm not in any way, shape or form ever professed to be a fucking gangster, right? I know I'm not a gangster. I had a working to middle class upbringing. I got, I got good education because I was bright and I got scholarship to good schools. You know, so we got the money off, but I still got the good education. I was surrounded by intelligent, decent people doing well, working hard. You know, I've never had to want for anything. I've, I've worked my ass off since I was 11, but I've always, always been okay. I'm not from the fucking ghetto. I'm not gangster. But then when you get up close to these people and you go, oh, maybe you're not either. Maybe you're not either. You know, I forget sometimes because a lot of these young SoundCloud rappers like Trippy Red. Little Pump are emulating gangster culture and you know gang culture and talking about sipping the lean, doing the coke, fucking their bitches, shooting the junk, you know, because they're talking about shooting and popping fucking bullets off on street corners. You don't know if it's true or not. And then when you get close to them and you see these are young kids, they're young, they're young kids. They're not fully formed yet. They they don't know who they are yet. If you just throw someone into a, a load of hip-hop clothes, right, and you give them a whole load of fucking shitty face tattoos and then a grill, and then they get up on a beat and go, yo, I'll be fucking them bitches. I'll be shooting them guns. I got all the riches, bringing them guns. You go, oh my God, wow, gangster. And then you get up close and you see him and you're like, I don't know. I think you're probably just a nice young man. Nice young man who wanted to wanted to get some prominence. And you knew if you get a whole load of weird face tattoos, because that's very popular right now, and some fucking, you know, brightly colored hair and some fucking clothing that I'm not quite sure. The, like the, the latest phase of gangster clothing seems quite effeminate to me in a lot of ways. But anyway, you put someone in all that shit and then you make a video with them where they're holding a fucking Glock. They emulate the gangster thing. It's bullshit. It's drama. It's fake. So much of the fake of the music is fake. I saw that with the Kanye with the pose thing, with the trippy red walking around. It's not real. I'm not saying they're not real people with depth. It's just not a real thing. It's performance. That's another reason why I fucking love Little Dicky because he's literally going. I know it's a performance. Here's my here's my version of the performance. By the way, I'm going to constantly acknowledge that it is a performance. I'm not a gangster guy. I'm a nice kid from middle class upbringing, Jewish boy who went, had a bar mitzvah, used that money to start. You know what I mean? Like he's a good lad and he's not trying to be anything else. And that's the fucking joy of it. I love that about him. Oh man. But it was just, it was a weird experience. It was so LA. There was, and, and this is what I was expecting. I was expecting to see people fucking. I thought it's a porn pie. Some people are going to fuck and there's going to be cameras and lights. So they'll have like a live sex element to it. Um, some of the rappers there are going to be smoking blunts and popping champagne and, you know, making out, sucking on porn stars' titties. None of that shit. It was so tame. And everyone did a lot of this, looking around, looking around at each other. Who's here? Who's famous? Who can I get seen with? Who can I get photographed with? Who can I make an Instagram post with? Who can I take a video of? Who can I get close to? It was very that. And I was like, ah, that's what it is. That's what the industry is. It's performance. It's constant pretense i mean elon musk said this on joe rogan podcast and i can only assume that elon musk is a is an avid listener of my podcast <laughs> because if you remember rightly a couple of weeks ago i went very deeply and i have mentioned it quite a few times about the falsified nature of social media how it presents a certain facet of ourselves that is a lie it's a lie and how we're constantly putting ourselves up against this ideology that everyone everywhere is having a great time all the time except us. They're achieving, they're experiencing great things, they're going on nice holidays, they're thin, they're beautiful, they've got perfect skin, the lighting is always great where they are, their clothes are always amazing, they're always at a fun party, they're always having sex with beautiful people. It's all bullshit. 
And to see it in, in, in a place where every, well, not sorry, everyone, me and my little contingent were very much enjoying observing this and mocking it. And don't get me wrong, I took Instagram videos. I put up some stuff. I, it took me 24 hours to get the shit up because I'd take a video, I'd take a photo, and then I don't bother uploading it until the next day because I'm enjoying the experience of being there. I was having fun with my friends. But, you know, I understand there's a media, a media training or PR and media um, element to any kind of performer's job. But if you get so lost in that, that none of these people looked like they were having a lot of fun. And that was interesting and surreal to see. Oh, man. We've almost done an hour just talking about the Pornhub Awards. I mean, I'm not angry about that. I think it's all right. I just have so much stuff that I want to talk about and that I want to get out before it becomes, you know, non-topical anymore. Let me do one thing. Let me talk about one thing. In fact, I'm going to talk about one thing because I got, I got this commercial. I'm flying to San Francisco on... Um, I'm flying to San Francisco on... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. In about 20 minutes after leave. So I'm flying in about an hour and 20 minutes. And I got this commercial. And here's the thing that confused me. When I did the audition for the commercial, um, I went up with a whole load of people. And one of the girls I was up alongside for the, for the other role was as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, she's quite attractive. But she was so rude. And then we went in and we read and she was rude. And her voice was monotone and her delivery was very, yeah, I'm not really interested to be here and blah, blah, blah. But there was something about it that made me wanna. And, it's, and then I was like, have I really not progressed enough or developed enough as an adult yet that I still am attracted to the, the nasty girl? Because we all are, right? Every woman that I've ever wanted in my life, really, really wanted, desired, desired that I thought, oh my God, you're incredible and perfect. And I want you. And I want you to be my partner. And I want to share my life with you. And you're so incredibly beautiful to me. Every single one that I've shown that level of interest and care and consideration for and admiration for, of course, inevitably doesn't want me back. And that's true of everyone. If you're, if you're not aloof, People don't want you back. That's just how it works. We know this. Anyone with half a brain cell in, in the world of dating knows that. And can I just say, I've got to a point now in my life at 34 and also a point in terms of the way that I speak and the way that I'm looking at the world, for instance, mentioning the falsified nature of social media and this ideology that we always have to be happy all the time and that it's not okay to be down. It's bullshit. I don't understand why people can't be more fucking honest with each other and go, I like the way you look. I like the way you look. I'm going to show you loads of affection because I think you're astounding. I'll do the same thing back. And just let's stop fucking the douchebags. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking of everyone who's listening, male and female. If there's someone right now, I like how we're almost having like a final thought. I'm Jerry Springering this shit every week now. A little final thought. My final thought is that if you're someone right now that you really are attracted to, you're interested in, and you've been like them for a while, and you've shown them affection, and they're kind of, they keep you stringing along, but they're not really as into you, and they're not as into you as you are into them, fucking move on. Remove them. I looked at this girl in this audition, and it was only a split second thought, but when she was being a bit of a dick, and she was being a bit, uh, blasé, and uh, apathetic, and uh, I was like, oh my god, a little part of me wants her. But it was only a split second thought, and then the other part of me went, Why? Sure, she's very attractive, but she's clearly insecure and clearly not very nice to be around. If that's who she is, she needs to do a load of personal work to become someone that you would ever want to spend the rest of your life with. And you are better than that, my man. That was a little pep talk I gave myself. I didn't do it in that voice. I did it in a Morgan Freeman voice, obviously. Listen up, Jeffrey Leach. Now you've got to understand that you are better than this person. <laughs> that is a terrible Morgan Freeman impression. Get down! Treat yourself better! Get to the... <laughs> I gotta pick a new internal monologue, one that I can actually replicate on a podcast. Anyway, this is my thing to you guys. Right now, I know some of you, whether you've just listened to me talk about porn and sex and the Pornhub Awards for an hour, but there's a part of you that's desperate for love, as there is with me, as there is with every fucking feeling thinking existing human being we all crave love if you're craving love from someone and it's not being given to you in that honest and balanced way and they're treating you like that move on because fuck that person if they can't get over their insecurities to treat you right fuck them i think there's a big storm coming 
surrounding how look at the number of different murders sorry murders suicides that are happening you know another one mac miller this 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 week it's just like i know it was an overdose but he seemed like a very depressed guy in a lot of interviews he seemed um low and like he had problems if anyone's abusing drugs in that way there's something wrong there's something going on and there's so many suicides especially amongst young people i think the problem is is that you guys the i'm talking now directly to a generation maybe below me and listeners who are slightly younger than me. I'm 34, so if you're in your 20s, it's okay to not feel great. Social media is a fucking lie. It's an exaggerated, perfected lie to make you, designed to make you crave experiential stuff to make yourself seem cooler. You don't need to worry. You're doing okay. You're doing okay. Trippy Red wasn't popping bottles and sucking on porn star titties. You know, Rice Gum wasn't being the bullshit, dramatic guy that he's famed for on YouTube. He was sat down politely like a cute Asian kid, right? Porn stars that you've jerked off over that you think are incredible, some of them got maggots in their houses and have such horrendous hygiene that other actors won't work with them or have to put Vicks on their nose. My point is, ignore the bullshit. If anyone approaches you with bullshit, even someone that you're attracted to, and gives you that fucking sass, just go, cool, you do you deal with your shit. I don't need that in my life and fucking move on. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you. Do me a favor. Please become a patron of this wonderful podcast. It's going to be twice a week. You're going to get eight downloads a month and I need a little bit of support to keep doing that. So find it on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Savage Snowflake. You can do $1 a month. Five bucks would be preferable. Hey, maybe a 20, maybe a 35 if you want handwritten postcards and sweet messages. Also, make sure to check out our wonderful sponsors, Boundless Tech. Check them out on social media, B-N-D-L-S Tech. uh, And check them out, bndlstech.com. And if you do go there and you end up buying one of those dope fucking vapes like I've got, then make sure you use the code SAVAGE at checkout and you'll get 10% off. I'm going to save you some money. I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Stay savage, my friends.